0: I exclaim, jumping to my feet and raising my voice at my father for probably the third time in all my 24 years. I don't have any criminal law experience other than a summer internship with the DA's office. And even if I did have experience, I wouldn't represent him. You are, he says with the narrowed, cobalt blue eyes I inherited and the cold tone of finality I've always dreaded. It means he isn't going to budge and there's no convincing him to change his stubborn mind. This is going to be a huge case. Not only is he going to pay us a small fortune, but the national publicity we'll get will be incredible. It's also exactly what you need to put yourself in the spotlight to boost Elliot's campaign. Oh, please. Like I give a rat's bare bottom about Elliot's campaign, I don't even bother responding to that nonsense. There are nine other attorneys in this firm. Why can't one of them do it? You know, maybe one that has actual criminal courtroom experience? I argue. You and Logan are the only ones who've passed the bar in New Jersey, which has jurisdiction in this case, and you're the only female in the office. It'll look better to the media and the jurors to see a woman sitting beside Mr. Malone at the defense table. Don't worry, Ryan will carry the brunt of the load. Oh no, now I'm starting to understand. My father isn't giving me this case because he thinks I deserve it. No, he wants me to be the sacrificial lamb the woman the media and feminist groups will all tear into for representing a chauvinistic pig. He really doesn't give one shit, Aki Mushroom, about my reputation. After this case, I'll be nationally known as the idiot woman who represented the rapist jerk. Speaking of. My dad's secretary cracks the conference room door and announces in her nauseatingly sweet voice, Mr. Davenport, the Malones are here. I have a slight dislike of Margot. Okay, maybe a tad more than slight. She's so freaking pleasant, it's obviously fake. As soon as her back turns, her smile falls and is replaced with a gaping maw of gossip, spewing filth to anyone who will listen. Show them in. My father instructs her while straightening his blood red tie, the color appropriately representing his strict conservatism. Then he turns to me and says, Be nice, and don't you dare fuck this up, sternly through his clenched teeth. I make an attempt to ignore the knife sticking out of my chest from the second half of my father's directive, and instead try to come to terms with the idea that he wants me to be nice. Be nice to ruthless, cocky meathead, who thinks that since he's all rich and famous because of a brutal, barbaric sport, that he has the right to do whatever the heck he wants with women, and get away with it. Maybe my uncle will hire me if I get up and walk out the door. Sure, it'd be tedious work filling in blanks on templates for old people, but at least I wouldn't be stuck working with an actual, hardcore, violent criminal. An older man, looking roughly in his fifties with shaggy black hair and a beard, sprinkled with a dusting of white, steps into the conference room first. The heavy bags under his hazel eyes and his deep frown lines make him look tired and highly annoyed. I paste on my fake smile and reach across the conference table to shake his hand. Mr. Malone, I'd like you to meet my daughter, Paige Davenport. Paige, this is Martin Malone and his son. I'm sure you'll recognize Jackson Malone from his outstanding MMA career. My dad says when he makes the introductions. Nice to meet you. I lie as I hold up my hand to the older man. Shaking it, he gives me a polite nod of his head while assessing me. He's not looking at me in a creepy, sexual way, but his eyes are narrowed and his crinkled brows meet, making it obvious that he's asking himself, Is she really old enough and experienced enough to represent my son? Of course not, and everyone in the building knows that. My curious eyes finally dance around the older man to the one standing behind him. The spacious conference room that can easily accommodate ten ego-inflated attorneys suddenly feels too small. Intimidating doesn't even begin to describe the vibe this man is putting off. He practically comes with his own flashing neon sign over his coal-colored pompadour cut that says in big, bright letters, Danger! Stay back at least 100 feet! It isn't necessarily the guy's size that makes him scary, even though he's built like a tank at more than 6 feet tall, with a broad, muscular build. But when you add in his black, bottomless pit eyes and tight, unshaven jaw, he looks like Mount Vesuvius about to erupt. Violence and tension radiate off of him in waves that are almost visible. In nothing special, faded jeans and a plain white tee, contrasting nicely with his golden tan skin, he's absolutely, without a doubt, the most scrumptious-looking man I've ever laid eyes on. His mugshot photo plastered all over the top.